Hello and welcome to the Inner Know podcast with Janelle Bridge, where we talk about everything spiritual development. Let's go. Hello, my darlings, and welcome back to my podcast. So as you know, I've harped on about it a little bit in my last podcast. I am holding the workshop, the free workshop to bust through your bullshit. So if you haven't listened to that potty, jump on and have a listen. But what I have done with the registration process is have people um, let me know what area of their their life that they're feeling quite stuck in. And I want to say that I was surprised, but I'm also not surprised. There was quite a few messages coming through around being stuck with self-love and body image and body acceptance. And to me, this is the epic part, right, about being a psychic medium coach is not only do I read what you say or hear what you say, but I feel it. I feel it. So when I'm reading a submission that says I'm stuck within my body image or my self-acceptance or my self-love, I feel it and I see through it. And I see the potential and I see the person and I see the goddess behind it. And it lights me up to know that we can work together to shift that. And one of the reasons that that is an area that I feel so passionately about is because women who are not wasting their energy, their time, their precious thought processes on their body, on hating their body, on changing their body, on worrying about their body are the most fucking powerful women in the world. There is a reason that we have been made to feel small because we are so powerful when we don't feel small. So it's a very real thing. You know, I am an, I was born in 1986. So I grew up, you know, in the nineties. Um, I guess I spent my teens in the nineties. Did I, I don't know. You do the math (laughs) half in the nineties, half in the two thousands where skinny, you know, skinny idealization, skin fixation was such a thing. Every magazine was like how to lose five kilos in five days and what this star eats and how much this star weighs. And it was really quite disgusting. And we've come a, a long way, a long way since then, but there's still a lot of kind of bullshit around about body image. And it's something that a lot of us women really struggle with. Now, I am in a really good place where it comes to my acceptance and love and pride in my body. I feel like I'm in a sweet spot where I look after myself and I'm really happy with what I see, but it's not an obsession. It's not a criticism. It's not something that you know, really takes away from my life. It's something that enhances my life rather than eats it up. But I've been in situations before where it's become a fixation or it has to be an all or nothing thing. You know what I mean? So there was no neutrality, I guess, is the way to describe it. It was all or nothing. It was, you know, if I was on a on a health kick, I was taking selfies daily. I was, you know, checking progression on a daily basis. I was taking measurements or before and after photos or whatever it was and making sure I only ate clean and all this kind of stuff. And now I feel like I have a really great approach to a bit of an 80-20, you know, mostly healthy, mostly upping my protein where possible and and working out to be strong, fit and healthy. And of course, the payoff of that is, is how I look. But I have spent a long time prior to this period of my life where I have struggled And if I wasn't struggling with body confidence, 
I was perhaps, hmm, how do I word this the right way? If I was happy with what I saw, it felt like a tightrope to remain that way. Yeah. Was always looking for external validation, always looking for ways in which to be reminded that I was okay. And I've spoken, um, I guess, contritely, openly, vulnerably about bullying when I was a kid about my face or as a teenager and believing that I had a really ugly face um, due to things that people, you know, kids are assholes, right? So when I had my babies, I was like, oh, my God, there goes my body and my face. <laughs> Both. There's, there's nothing. There's nothing. And now I look back to that to that version of me and I just want to hug her and I just want to say, babe, like, your aura is stunning. <laughs> Don't worry about the rest. Your energy is magnetic. And I think, you know, if we can all take a moment to reflect upon, to think about a woman that we know in real life, not a, not a celebrity that we look up to, but a beautiful woman that we know in real life who we find to be magnetic, who we find to be incredibly attractive, beautiful, magnetic, confident, all of it, alluring, any word that you think that you want to be. Think of a woman a real woman that comes to mind and celebrities are real women, but we don't see the real side of them. And I want you to view them through the lens that they might view themselves. And I want you to just sit with that for a moment. And I'm aware that I'm talking pretty quietly (laughs) in this podcast, especially prepared, uh, um, compared, sorry, to how I was yelling at you the other day about busting through your bullshit. One, it's a tender subject, but two, everyone's in bed and I needed to record this to get this out to you because it's an important subject. <laughs> so if, you want, if you're noticing the change in the octaves of my voice, that is why. So I want you to think of a real person um, that you know who is stunning, who you think is just beautiful, divine, and I want you to actually view them in full. I want you to notice what it is that you're finding attractive around them. I want you to notice the flaws that you might be able to find if you look really, really hard. And I want you to know that when that person looks in the mirror, those flaws are probably the first thing they see. But when we are comparing ourselves to other people, we are comparing ourselves to their highlight reel. Now, that's not only on Instagram, okay? That's in real life. We see someone, we notice all the good things about them first rather than the bad. We notice that. We compare ourselves to that. If somebody holds themselves in a high confidence, sometimes as women, we think we need to bring them back down. It sometimes makes us feel better to do so. So I want to talk to you about body confidence. I want to talk to you about strategies to move into confidently accepting and therefore soon-ish down the track, loving your body, feeling confident within your skin. So how that starts For me, I can only talk about my journey and what spirit drops in as to being helpful for you. But of course, in one-on-one coaching, we would absolutely go down the track of your journey, your personal journey and the things holding you back. For me, to feel the most comfortable in my skin, from a mental standpoint, from a physical standpoint, from a physiological standpoint, is to be healthy, yeah? To be putting in fairly good food into my body, drinking water, and moving my body. I'm moving my body in a way that feels good to me, in a way that's disciplined, in a way that's committed, in a way that's regular, but that generally feels good. 
So I can't say that I want to go to the gym every single time that I go, but I know that I never feel worse off for it. So we can't run solely on motivation. However, I have been on the other side of the scale where I have literally forced myself to go and forced myself to work hard and challenged every part of myself. (laughs) And we don't want to do that either. So I believe to have that body confidence, we need to one, be loving our body in the right ways, not just mentally, but physically as well. How are we fueling our body? How are we training our body? How are we resting our body? How are we sleeping? How are we being kind to our body? The food we're consuming, all of it. But I feel the most healing thing that I've done for my body image and self-love and all of it is to be seen in full is to allow myself to be seen in full because every single one of us has this, you know, this mentality as if someone was to see all of my flaws, they would see me differently. We do it mentally too. Oh, if they knew that about me, they wouldn't like me, whatever it is, right? So for me, showing up and swimming in the ocean in my bathers after having babies, that was my first step. And then it was going for nudie swims. And then it was showing up for a transformational photography session, which was essentially um, with Transformations by Claire, where you sit in a women's circle, you can go naked if you want to. Um, She does take photos of the transmission and then you view them. So the first time I did that was incredibly confronting for me. And the first things that were going through my brain were like, wow, babes, you need to do this. You need to do this. You need to do this. You probably need to book in for surgery on this. All of this stuff. I was horrified. I was horrified that those pictures were captured of me in that essence. I was horrified that that's what I actually looked like. I remember even having the thought like, oh, God, my poor husband, how can he come near that? You know, horrendous, horrible things. I actually didn't go to another transmission like that for another 12 months. Um, And now I go regularly and I love it. And I look back on those photos and I see how beautiful they are. And I see my power and I see the beauty despite the flaws. So, you know, becoming confident in our body is not about removing our flaws. It's not about fixing everything. It's not about being perfect. It's not about pretending the flaws aren't there, but it's allowing yourself to see yourself in full despite of those flaws, despite the things that you think take away from your essence. So showing up to those events, being captured in full, allowing myself to drop into those moments and not really care how I look. Sometimes it's confronting when you get the photos back and you go, whoa, hello. (laughs) There's some F-cup boobies staring at the camera, you know, that have breastfed two children. But even just being present in those moments, being present around real women, seeing real bodies, seeing women in their power, seeing what makes somebody attractive, truly one of the most attractive things that I see in another woman is presence is embodiment, is them being comfortable in their body and really dropping into the moment instead of feeling awkward or or feeling how they're being viewed. So for me, that was really integral and really tender. It was a really tender thing for me to do. And it's something that I continually do and I continually show up as. And I love that I have these records, these photos, these memories to view myself. Remember another big wake-up call for me, and this could be an, an opportunity for you to do as well, was to, you know, see a photo of myself after I had my son and, and just to look at this tiny, tiny new mom 
and to remember those thoughts that were going through my head about my body. I still feel quite emotional talking about it now because it's such a journey to turn from a maiden into a mother. It's such a journey. It's such a rite of passage. It's such a beautiful gift. And to essentially be told by society, (laughs) by myself, that that was even something that needed to enter my radar is such a tragic loss of presence in such a beautiful, beautiful time. And I was very present with my baby. I did have a really, really, really beautiful newborn period, but there was that element of pressure. There was that element of like, I don't want anyone to see my tummy ever again. You know, it's a birthing portal. It's literally the portal to another universe. And so I look back and I look back at her now and I go, God, she was beautiful. She couldn't see it. She couldn't see it. And I don't want to live like that anymore. I'm 37 this year. I don't want to get to 47 and look back at pictures of me now and go, if only you knew how beautiful you were. I want to feel it now. I want my daughter to feel it now. I want my son to see what women in their embodiment looks like, feels like, is like. And I also want to touch on this because I think it's really important. I know, you know, when I've sat in circle before and had women talk about their experiences of loving their bodies and many of them have had, you know, beautiful stories about how their husband loves them no matter what and all this. And then there's been other women who have come to me afterwards and said, I feel even worse now because my husband is critical or my husband has mentioned that I need to get back on the healthy bandwagon or, you know, my husband has mentioned something. And I have a really different standpoint to talk to you about it today than perhaps what you might have heard before. And one of those is, I guess, holding space and compassion for what everyone in society has been led to believe is the ideal form. So as much as we allow it for ourselves to be self-sacrificial and self-critical and to believe that things should be a certain way, our male counterparts have also been brought up with that. And I think that it's actually illogical and irrational and quite naive to feel that that has not rubbed off on them in some way, shape or form. And I will absolutely agree with you that most men are absolutely better at looking past perceived flaws than we are, particularly within ourselves. But Brene Brown talks about racism. And I really like, I'd like to use this explanation in some way if I can, but essentially she talks about, you know, her work with the black community in America and working so hard to, you know, to be a voice, to be an ally and, and to, to be open and understanding. And one day she woke up and there was all these stories about her being, sorry, it's not Brene Brown, it's Glennon Doyle, um, about her being racist. And she was devastated. She's like, I'm not, I'm trying so hard for equality. And I just, I just am trying to help where I can. And, and she sat down, she was devastated for a little while, but she sat down and she realized there's racism in the water. And what she means by racism in the water is that we are a product of society. We are a product of everything we hear, see, do, consume, right? And there was racism in what she was consuming. There was racism in some of the family lines and the things that she heard. So essentially the racism was in the water. She'd been drinking the water. 
Therefore, as much as she was resisting it, that racism was in her body. It was poisoned by that water, if that makes sense as well. And I'm probably butchering <laughs> the analogy, but it is in her beautiful book, Untamed. It's by Glennon Doyle. Um, and I thought, wow, this is incredible for holding compassion for ourselves when we realize that a belief that we have perhaps is you know, influenced by society as much as I don't like to be part of the matrix and I resist, you know, mainstream media and all that kind of stuff. I absolutely know and honor that in some of the ways that I was raised or some of the, you know, maybe TV I consume or even something I read or whatever it is, there's going to be those elements of, of matrixism in the water and I'm drinking the water. So therefore that exists inside of me you know? And I think sometimes it's having compassion to that, having compassion to that within ourselves, but also having compassion to that with, if that is, does exist within our partners. And that doesn't mean that we need to accept what they're saying, but I feel that sometimes we're very quick to cut someone off or, or have a really stern word or, you know, um, speak about how abhorrent that is. And absolutely, we are the boundary keepers of our bodies. We are the boundary keepers as to what we will witness, have conversation about, and all of that. But I think sometimes we need to hold a little bit more compassion for where these ridiculous beauty standards exist and instead of shame and hatred, perhaps education, perhaps holding space and all of that kind of stuff as well. So I'm not going to go too deeply into that today, but I just wanted to share that for those women who feel that they're not supported in their body acceptance from their partners. I also want to explain as well that Men and women and the way that we achieve things or the way that we can view things, visualize things, or even actualize our self-worth is very different. For instance, my husband, you know, if he's like, all right, I'm going to get in shape, the first thing he'll do is weigh himself. The first thing he'll do. And then he will be able to restrict his eating. He will be able to perhaps count calories and go to the gym. And him weighing himself is this logical mindset as to it's science and this is where it's working versus it is, is whereas if it isn't. And the number on the scale is nothing but a reflection of where he's at right now, right? Whereas me, I don't want to know. I do not want to know. I'm just going to make the changes. I'm going to feel good. I'm going to go from there. So, you know, from a masculine feminine standpoint, from a a male female standpoint, um, the way that men can view things like that objectively is very different. And also (laughs) just putting it out there that the way that we have been shown that our worth is in our appearance, men have parts of that, but not all of that. So they don't fully understand what that means to feel that so deeply. It's such a wound that we hold. So my in sharing that with you, I share that with you for those women who perhaps don't feel as supported as they would like to in that arena and just understanding that those beauty standards, they're in the water. Yeah, they're in the water, as we talked about just before. So holding compassion for those around you who might not understand as well and holding compassion for yourself holding compassion for yourself when you are judging another person and just allowing yourself to step through, step into what your body can do for you, step into allowing yourself and your body to be seen in full, step into just allowing yourself to feel incredible and understanding that everybody has bad days, but it's when our body image is holding us back from living our lives that's when we really need to do something about it. So that's why there's this raw, vulnerable podcast to you today. I hope it's been helpful. Love to hear any feedback. If you haven't followed me or subscribed on here, please do so. Have a beautiful day, my loves. Bye.